0: the last part of our series on Jesus our hope. You know when you look at that title you take out that word Jesus and our or just and leave just our hope. It doesn't really make much of a statement it doesn't really give you much confidence if it just read if our sermon series was called our hope because our hope has to be based in something. It has to be based on someone. In this case Our true hope for life is in Jesus. There is no other hope. And uh, it's been great this time of the year where we all focus on that very thought. You know, the lead up to Christmas was very much our minds uh, brought together and TV programs are on, carols, and the focus is all on one thing, Jesus. It's about the uh, birth of him coming into the world and uh, I spoke very much on that subject last time. Uh, but I want to move forward because, you know, after we have Christmas, there's all this kind of really excitement and all that, and then the next day it's all uh, flatlines a bit, doesn't it? It's kind of like, oh, okay, that's gone for another year. Some are going, hooray, now I can have a sleep and uh, <laughs> catch up. It's different for different people. But when I reflected on that, I thought somewhat that's how the disciples probably would have felt a little bit. Uh, when Jesus ascended, there was Jesus' life with them for three years plus, three, just over three years, and um, suddenly he's no longer with them. And when we read in um, Acts chapter 1, verse 10, it gives us that little account there of Jesus' ascension. It says, and while they were looking intently into heaven, he having gone, even behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the way you have have seen him go into heaven. Here we are, the disciples feel like, Jesus, you've left us. And sometimes we can feel like that at Christmas, like, you know, where have you gone? But he gives us hope here when he says, the same Jesus as he has left will come back. Well, our eyes now need to be on the next part of it all, that Jesus is coming back. Jesus is going to return, and are you ready for that day? I'm telling you, there's something exciting in that. There's something very exciting in that. And as we look forward to that, because there's so many other things in the world that cause distractions right now, there's so many other things that will take our mind off of His return. But that is the great focus that we should have as a Christian. So this morning, I want to talk out of the book of Thessalonians. um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through to 418. But let me just pray before I do. Heavenly Father, I just thank you this morning for your word. And I pray, God, as I speak out your word, God, it be your words in my mouth and not mine. I pray, oh God, you reveal yourself to us. Give us that confidence and hope that is found in Jesus. As, as we read about your return, Lord, and how we're part of that. Father, I just pray that you'll just uh, remind us that you are coming back for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Awesome. So let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, <clears throat> this is Paul speaking to the Thessalonian church, But I would not have you ignorant, brothers, concerning those who are asleep, that you not be grieved, even as others have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will also bring with him all those who have fallen asleep through Jesus. For we say this to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not go before those who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. What an incredible passage when you start thinking that through and pulling that apart. You know, Paul here is giving an assurance to the Thessalonian church because there's some that lost hope. You know, some people in the church have lost hope. Uh, You know, they just attend church like a religious duty, but they have no hope for the future. And here is Paul in Thessalonians, um, in the book of Thessalonians, talking about this very thing. Hey, I want to make sure you're clear on this, guys, you know, that you're not ignorant about what's going to happen. This is exciting news. You need to understand this. That's why he says, I will not have you ignorant, brothers, concerning those who are asleep, meaning those that have died. That you not, not be grieved, even as others have no hope or expectation. There was people just lost all hope and expectation in this church. And here is Paul saying, you need to know the truth. And then he lays it all out in 1 Thessalonians 4.14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will also bring With him, all those who have fallen asleep through Jesus. So there's confusion here, but Paul makes it very straight that we will be with him again. We will rise up to be with him. And um, it's our hope in Jesus that gives us that assurance of a better life. You know, what are you living for for tomorrow? Like, is it just for the next Christmas day? Uh, Like next year? Because I'm telling you, they come around pretty quick it just goes the year goes so quick what we need is a hope in him continuously because he has not finished all that he's going to do in your life he's not finished or completed anything that he has purpose for you he we know the stages like the whole bible was written with that context that god reveals that he's on his way through his son his son is born his son died and his son is coming back again and we're in the last exciting part that he is coming back again for you and I. So Paul in this passage describes what is known as the rapture. He says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to so meet the lord in the air and so we shall ever be with the lord what great hope there is in that whole passage that we will meet him again we'll be caught up now this is quite an incredible story uh quite a vision I, of all this when you try to put it into some sort of picture in your mind we've seen the left behind series and many other uh movies that are made in the 70s some of the christian movies weren't quite that good <laughs> of the rapture, I always remember one where um, suddenly people walking down the street and, and Jesus raptures everybody and people disappeared and you look on the ground and there's their clothes. but The clothes is all neatly put together, you know, <laughs> folded and neat. I thought, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> but uh, it's not quite that way. But uh, of course, the rapture itself, you know, we don't know when that time will be, but what it does say is the that word rapture you will not find in the bible quite often people go oh where does it say that in the bible the rapture it doesn't say that no it doesn't it comes from a um from a latin word rapiri rapiri i think is how you pronounce it which means to snatch away or to seize or from the greek harpazo which means the same thing so here is paul describing a time that is to come where we are going to be snatched out of this world and jesus is going to meet us in the in the air like how exciting is that i've always wanted to fly <laughs> and uh as one preacher said he goes yeah so i know this is quite an incredible moment but he says i know i get so many people asking me what happens if i'm caught in the shower at the time <laughs> when it happens it makes you mind boggle of where you'll be at that moment but paul wants us to be clear that uh in this verse and in a, another passage which i'll read in a minute that there are five points that he makes clearer in this passage and in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two to tie up the other one. It says, not, number, point number one, not all Christians will die, some will be alive at the rapture. Um, that's quite incredible. You know, it means it could happen tomorrow. It could happen before I finish this service. Who knows? We don't know, but some of us might be alive. How great is that? You may not ever face death. And uh, I think that just gives us hope that, you know, Something to look forward to. I I hope I'm one of those Christians that sort of like goes up in the rapture. I don't have to die uh, as in the physical death, but I'll be raptured up to meet him. And that has, of course, happened before. In uh, Matthew, there's an account there of when Jesus died on the cross, so that uh, there was like an earthquake and rocks split open, and and people that died in Christ come to life. And they appeared to many in the the streets. How freaky would that be? (laughs) It's quite amazing. But not all Christians will die. Some will be alive at the rapture. Number two, Christ will resurrect the bodies of those believers who have already died. So if you have already died, you're going like, to be resurrected. Uh, well, you know, like I said, it's going to be an incredible scene to see. In fact, um, you know, this whole thing about people disappearing and stuff, like I said, it's been in a lot of movies. There's also been a sense of what does that mean for us in everyday life? I remember back in the 80s, Now I don't know if this account was true, but uh, it was written that Pan Am Airlines, that used to be around years ago, actually had a policy for this very matter, uh, for the rapture. For instance, if there was a pilot that was a Christian, they made sure there was a co-pilot that was a non-Christian, just in case the rapture happened. Imagine that, flying the plane, suddenly go, where's the pilot gone? <laughs> like, what, what just happened there? Uh, so it... it is, is it going to be that quick too? So it's not like you have time to think about it. Because number three says the resurrection will take place in a twinkling of an eye. One Corinthians fifteen fifty one says, "Behold, I speak a mystery to you: we shall not all fall asleep or die, but we shall be all changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, for a trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed." Wow, that's incredible. We're going to get a new body. I kind of like this one, but you know, I'm sure God's got improvement on it. <laughs> but it's going to be a great moment. We're going to be changed. Now, we, can un- we can't understand that, but it's going to happen. You know, God's Word uh, says it clearly. We're going to be changed in a twinkle of an eye. That's how quick it is. It's like you're not going to have a chance to think about it. Bing, 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 bing. You know, years ago, I did a sermon uh, on this very uh, scripture, and uh, I-, I wanted people to realize how it could happen any moment. So, what I planned uh, with some guys before those, was anyone here when I did this? Yeah. Yeah, You remember this one? So, I had, I preached the message, and at the end, I talked about uh, Jesus, uh, the rapture taking place, the last trumpet when you hear the trumpet, blah, blah, blah. And I had it all geared up. Like, I had another set of clothes matching that which I was wearing on the ground. And I had it covered with a cloth so nobody could see it during the service and stuff like that. So, I had it all teed up, I had someone at the back. Was was going to play a trumpet, like to distract everyone. <laughs> so, so when I got to this scripture, uh, I got the guy at the back to blow the trumpet. Everyone looked around and go, what the heck's happened and as the lights were killed? That gave me a chance to exit the screen and pull off the thing. And then there was a spotlight just on my clothes. I'd been raptured. <laughs> uh, it worked better on one occasion than the second one because I think we didn't get the timing of the lights quite right. And there's me running off. <laughs> didn't fool anyone <laughs> that's all good but the rapture will be accompanied by the blowing of the last trumpet and uh, number five believers both dead and alive will be changed into their new supernatural immortal heavenly bodies isn't that good you know as you start getting older you're, just, you're looking forward to that you know, I'm fed up with this old body uh, it's let me down and uh, I need a new improved model so that's going to happen so we will be raptured In the time that Jesus, uh, Jesus said nobody knows the time nor the hour, but we do know it's going to happen. We do know it's going to happen, and we know it will happen just in time. We're seeing a big change going on in this world right now as a push of evil going right through, trying to change everything as we know, even trying to wipe out Christmas and other things. And we know that God is totally in control. And we know God will take us out in this rapture just in time. Luke, if you turn to Luke chapter 17, verse 26 through to 34, big long passage here, but it will give you an understanding of these days because Jesus was asked a question and he gives this answer uh, referring to this passage in Luke. And he says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so also shall it be in the days of the Son of Man, meaning his return. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day... That Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. So also as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they brought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the day Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from the heaven and destroyed them all. Even so it shall be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he will sorry, he who shall be on the house of house and his goods in the house. Let him not come down to take him away. And likewise, he who is in the field, let him not return to the things beyond. Remembers Lot's wife. Whoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night there shall be two in one bed, the one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Two shall be grinding together, one will be taken and the other left. We see in this passage the examples that Jesus gave to give us hope. Noah, like he was the only, him and his family the only ones that were saved. It said the judgment of God came upon them once the door was closed. God didn't bring judgment onto the world until that door was closed. Same with Lot. Lot was removed from Sodom and his family, of course, his wife turned back to the world and she turned to a pillar of salt. Um, But God did not bring judgment until they were removed. And so we believe the pattern that God has put for us is going to be no different for us as well. Before God judges this world and judgment is coming upon this world, before that wrath of God comes upon this world, the Christians will be called out of this place in the rapture. Now the thing is, if you miss this rapture, God's love is so great towards us that He does give you another opportunity, but... You don't want to be in the second round, I can tell you, because the second round will be those that go through the tribulation period. The Bible describes the tribulation period, a seven-year period that will be like none other. And so we've got two factors happening. We've got the rapture where we were caught up to meet him, and then it says he comes back with the saints for the second coming, where everyone will see him on the clouds. So there's like two major events there. But if you're in the second event, that means you will have to go through some shocking stuff. It even says in the book of Revelations that those that believe lost their heads for it, beheaded. So, uh, you know, I certainly want to go on the rapture, right? You know, I don't want to wait for part two. But God gives, through his grace, an opportunity for even those that denied them. I'm telling you, there's going to be some quick-on believers at the end of the rapture. When everyone starts disappearing, uh, the governments of the world are going to have to come up with some story for that. Probably just said the coronavirus is mutated and it's making people disappear. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's going to be some sort of cover story. And, of course, there's been a lot of allusions to aliens from outer space and all this weird stuff. Uh, They're going to come up with some story. But the thing is is that they cannot hide or disguise that Christ has come back. And for those that have gone to church, you know, there's there's been many church goers over time but never really made a commitment to Christ. They just sat there. They're going to go, oh, my goodness, everything that I heard is true. When they see these people missing, they're going to be like, oh, my goodness, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Why didn't I make a decision when I had an opportunity? Why didn't I, why didn't I just call out upon the name of the Lord? Why, why didn't I give my life to Christ right then? I'm telling you, this is real. This is going to be real for people. This is when it's really going to hit them when they see people disappearing and they're aware of it. Because a lot of people in the world are aware of, of they've heard the term rapture and things like that, but they just think some fairy fancy story or something like that. But when people absolutely start disappearing, they're gonna it's gonna get their attention, you know, like and uh and I think you're gonna see a mass group of people coming back to God. But by then it says the Antichrist would have risen and there'd be uh trouble like you've never seen before. And that's what Jesus says in his example. He says there will be Two in a bed, one will be taken and one will be left. Two shall be grinded together, one will be taken and one, the other will be left. Given an example or an understanding that not everybody is going to be caught up in this rapture. That some, the believers are the only ones. One will be taken, one will be left. This is the hope he gives us. But this is the great thing. God actually tells you before the event happens. So you've got no excuse. So like, oh, hey, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's written this and it's been like, it's the best seller ever, the Bible, uh, you know, um, and it's been written there for mankind for over, well, the New Testament anyway, 2,000 years. So we've had plenty of time to have a look at it and, and, and study it. So it's not like you didn't give us enough time, Jesus. You didn't give me enough time to think this through. Jesus will return at an unknown hour. But the great thing is, God has not made us for his judgment, for his wrath. He will judge the world, but God's wrath will be, um, it's not for the believers. Romans 5, 9 says, since we have now been justified by his blood. See, we are justified by his blood. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have been justified by what his works are, not ours. And it says, how much more shall we be saved from God's grace through him? church may endure persecution trouble ahead, but it's not God's object of wrath uh, to be upon us. For we are His bride. We are the bride of Christ. That's what it says in the Scriptures. We are Jesus' bride. And it's clear again in 1 Thessalonians 5.9. For God did not appoint us to suffer off, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another, build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. God has wanted you to have hope through his words. Okay, I'm I'm making this clear for you. I'm giving you an opportunity. I can't make you do this, but I so want you to be with me forever. I'm giving you an opportunity. That's what's referred like in this time of the rapture. He's giving you an opportunity so you're ready, so you will go up. Like There's no doubt about it because the word says that for the believers hope for our future that's what what Jesus says in this scripture in John 14 1 let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you Here's Jesus given you hope not only is he going to meet you in the air but he's already prepared a place in heaven for a mansion, You know, a, a, it's going to be an amazing place. It says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will also come again and receive you to myself. So that where I am, you may also be. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, in verse 5, he says, Lord, we do not know where you go. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me jesus makes it very clear who he is and that he is the only way to god hebrews calls it in um, chapter 6 verse 11 the full assurance of hope do you have this morning the full assurance of hope of where you're going do you have the full assurance of hope that if that last trumpet blows that you're going up do you have that full assurance of hope that full assurance of hope is through receiving jesus As your Lord and Savior. So then finally, who will be raptured? Purely those who have given their life to Jesus. Romans 10:9 makes it very clear it says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Matthew 24, verse 12 says, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. That is a word to you and I this morning, that we need to stand in these times, stand firm to the end, having confidence, having hope in Jesus. Know that he is coming back for us. He has not left you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's his word to us. That's his promise. So rather than seeing the world, which is about to go into some crazy turmoil, it's already started, there's going to be more to come, We're not fussed by that because our hope is in Jesus. We know He's got everything under control for our lives. He is our Savior. He is the one who's coming back for us. So I want you to have that trust, you know, not just look to Jesus at Christmas time, but look to Him every day. For He is our hope. And without Him, we have no hope. God has seen all through time, and He knows how it ends. And He's prepared us for that end. Word speaks it out clearly the events that will take place, and we've already seen many of those events take place. There is more to come, but I want you to have hope this morning. And that only that hope, sorry, that hope only can come through you giving your life to Jesus. You know, if you go, No, look, I know about Jesus, I've heard about him, and that's all I need to know. Well, no, the Bible says clearly if you haven't given your life to Jesus, haven't asked for uh, forgiveness of your sins. Then you're on your own because it costs Jesus his life that you should have life and have this hope. So, this morning, this last sermon of the year, I just want you to think about that. Where do you stand with Jesus? If you were to hear that trumpet, that last trumpet blow, are you confident today that you'd go up to meet him in the sky? Or are you fearful that you'd be left behind? Because one or the other, you either have hope and trust in Him that you know without a doubt I'm going up. If you're fearful that you're going to be left behind, then you probably need to make a decision about that today. And I'm going to give you an opportunity right now with every head bowed, eye closed. The way we receive Jesus is through a prayer. A prayer of repentance. Asking Jesus to forgive you. And asking Him to come into your life. That you're going to live for Him. Make Him Lord and Savior. So I'd hate for anyone to leave this place not sure whether they're going to go up in the rapture or they're going to be left to see that seven-year period of trouble like no time in history has ever seen. So I want to ask you this morning, are you clear that you'd be up, going up in that rapture? Are you clear that you... Have that hope within you that you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And you've made Him so and that you are living for Him. If that's you in this place, that's great if you've made that move. But if you've never made a decision to ask Jesus into your life, never asked Him to, uh, to be Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. And it's through acknowledging Him. And we do that just by raising a hand and then I'll lead you through a prayer. So if that's you this morning, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, wherever you are, Just raise your hand. I will see that hand. It's about you making sure that you're going to go up in this rapture. You're not going to be left behind. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand wherever you are, and I'll just pray for you. Because I want to make sure everyone's... Father, I thank you this morning that our hope is found in you. That God, you give us the promises of your word. You tell us of the things that are to come. You give us the warning. You give us all these things because you love us. That's what motivates you, is because you love your creation. And this morning, God, I pray that we will sense that that love and that peace that, that brings. Father, I pray this morning that we'd all have a new experience of that peace and that love of you. I pray this morning that, God, our eyes will be focused upon you, that we realize that you are the reality, that you are our hope, and not be distracted by the things of this world, but know that our life is found in you. So, Father, I pray as we finish this year that God will grab this place, out from this place, um, a whole new understanding of what it means to have hope in Jesus. Greater understanding and and the presence and sense of you. So, Father, I pray this morning you'll be with us all. God, I pray, your blessing upon everyone here, and even those that are holidaying right now, that God will kick off 2021 in a whole new boldness, a whole new strength. As Sharon said earlier, as that army of God that He's raising up, let us be the voice of the lost hope that we have within us let us share with you.